Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. Another new product, the tote book. It's happening. What is the tote book? It's totes cool. Totes, no. totes a book. <laughs> <laughs> now we change the name. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> it's, it's already debossed on all the covers. <laughs> <laughs> what can you like, act, like scratch a little bit of a T to like change it and make it like the hope book? Yeah, maybe. Ooh, <laughs> hope book. It is a notebook for carrying around. I think of it more as like a, it's kind of a companion mm-hmm. sibling to the Pano book. Yeah. Uh, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit where the Pano book was designed specifically for your desk to kind of sit on your desk. And certainly there's nothing preventing you from taking it with you and putting it in a bag. <laughs> but it really is meant to kind of stay in one place. Uh, whereas the tote book is meant to go with you. So kind of all of our design decisions were more or less informed by like this is a book that you're bringing around with you and shoving into a bag um and so that's what that's kind of how it was brought into existence well i mean i guess that i know a little bit about the tote book um so mm-hmm. you kind of just for anybody that doesn't know it's like a is it a5 not exactly very close yeah very close. well this is the thing about like the a5 size in general there is a standard size but Everybody makes their own size and calls it A5, but uh, it's kind of around that size. You'd be familiar Mm -hmm. with it if you'd seen it. Um, Mm -hmm. And it is like a soft cover notebook, which features wonderful paper inside of it. But I know a little bit about the tote book because the tote book was the original idea for Studio Neat's notebook, but then the panel book came into existence. So I'm kind of keen to go back a little bit and look at the chain of events, the, the original idea for the tote book, and then kind of how we ended up to where we are with this product today. Yeah, I don't even remember. It was, like, was that like two years ago? This was like <laughs> yeah, way before was. the Mark One. This was like a yeah, long, long time maybe ago. It, was, it wasn't three years ago, was it? Well, uh, in any case, I think this was kind of our first instinct when we, for some reason, thought we should make a notebook. We, I think we both liked kind of the standard like A5 thin kind of notebook that, you know, you would carry in a bag and, you know, was flexible and like laid flat. The, the, we, you know, we both kind of liked that. And- yeah, I think just to interrupt, I think soft cover, I feel like that was the, the main uh, driving thing of this initial concept is just like we really like we don't want like a hardcover moleskin type thing like we like the flexible soft cover or at Mm -hmm. least i did like i was kind of pushing hard for that yeah so um and i think the reason why i think the reason why we went with with pano book like we switched to pano book back when we were first thinking about all this is because it felt more um like unique and it was kind of something that you know uh we could build a story around easier and like maybe a kickstarter campaign and so it was like oh well let's do this because it just feels more unique and and like honestly the tote book is has some interesting features but in general if you were to see it it's like oh that's a notebook so yeah i think i remember having these conversations with you at the time like i remember when you were Mm -hmm. telling me the idea for the tote book and it was like this sounds nice but like what makes it different and then when you had the idea for panel book it's like do that first because that format doesn't really exist yeah it was a whole new thing so 
um, you know, after, you know, the Panda book was like a success and uh, like was doing well, we thought we would kind of revisit this idea. Um, and in, in, and we were able, because we did so much research for Panda book, we were, we kind of had some shortcuts in terms of like knowing materiality and like in, in some of those things. So um, the Toad book is made from like pretty similar materials to the, the Panda book in terms of like the cover materials, very similar uh, the paper is like a very similar color, although it is a different paper. Um, and then a lot of the dot grid is like we we kind of have some new guide, like we redesigned some of the the fancy guides we use. But in terms of the actual dot grid and the color of the dot grid on the paper, all of that's the same. So we had we could kind of crib a lot from the Pano book. So um, that's that was really convenient. And yeah, this really is like Dan said, like a companion kind of like if you like the Pano book, this. You know, this makes total sense for someone to uh, use if they want something for their bag because it has like a lot of the same qualities. So, I don't know, it makes a lot of sense uh, for us. And, you know, obviously, um, we're like just launching it. So we don't know, you know, how it's going to do. But um, but I think I mean, I think it will should do okay. I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. And a a little bit of a of a backstory in terms of the uh, development process is, and this kind of ties into what Tom has said uh, in a previous show about kind of not wanting to have deadlines anymore is we kind of had this idea, you know, as a holdover from when we started to think about notebooks originally. And this, this last summer uh, we're just like, should we do this notebook? Should we not? We were still kind of like hemming and hawing on the fence and then for whatever reason, we we're just like, let's do it and let's try to do it as quickly as possible so that uh, we could have it ready for the holidays. This is last this was in like Christmas. September. Right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Last Christmas. So this is kind of like early fall ish. Um, we're like, let's just see if this is like possible to do this super quickly. Um, and that was really an insane thing to do because like this was on top of all the mark one stuff that we were doing and the new material docs with just those things together felt like too much so like adding a notebook on top of that uh would have been ridiculous so there was there was a certain point along the way when we were just like okay we're still going to make this notebook but that is not that deadline is no longer realistic so that was like a little bit of relief to uh to not have to worry about that and then so once once we kind of missed the holiday deadline we could breathe a little bit and like make sure you know all the t's were crossed and the i's were dotted but uh it's it's just a a testament to how even if something seems like it's going to be pretty easy to produce, it kind of never is because I mean, it's May, it's the end of May right now. And we're releasing it. I think it's literally, this is literally the longest we like sent a PO to the manufacturer in, I can look at, look right here, but I think it's probably like October or something. This is, I think the longest, one of the longest production cycles we've ever had, which is particularly crazy because this is like a notebook and it gets produced like actually pretty quickly. But we just we just had so many either production problems, hiccups, or like changing the paper. So we spent I don't know how long trying to find paper, but it was months and months. Um because we decided to um well actually we we we're kind of forced into um having this produced in uh Asia. Because um, 
we have, we have not done a good job of describing this notebook. But one of the features of this notebook is it's a lay fat, a lay flat uh, notebook. And so that means it has like stitched signatures that are like stitched together in this specific way. Uh-huh. Um, and with a soft cover with those signatures of paper that are stitched together, there's very few places uh, in the U.S. that will actually, that can actually produce that. There are places that can produce sewn signatures, but they all want to have it, the notebook be case bound, which is like what a thick like textbook is like a really hard cover so to get a thin soft cover with like stitched um signatures or stitched paper actually i don't think we ever even found anyone in the u.s that could do it yeah i don't think we did yeah so we so we had to have it made in asia but then that meant finding a paper that we like so we couldn't reuse the panda book paper because that paper is only distributed in the u.s and so having it like on a boat going over to China seemed ridiculous. Although, <laughs> looking at it now, it may have been something we should have <laughs> done. Have been a bad but, uh, idea. <laughs> well, so we spent a long time like looking for the right paper, and we finally actually found a paper that I like better personally than the panel book paper. Um, but it's a paper that's really really nice and is like the same colors as the panel book paper. So we finally got that. I mean, it was after I don't know. We there was a whole there's like many debacles that happened with all of this but finally we got everything sorted out uh, and went into production and then there were some uh production issues that then pushed us a couple months so it was just it's been a really long road but <laughs> but it, but it's been not nice because because we didn't let ourselves like have a deadline with this product mm-hmm. none of it was stressful like it was kind of like oh well there's another problem or hiccup with with tote book. Well, okay, well, I guess we'll just launch it later. Was kind of our attitude, and that like felt really good. That must be super refreshing for you guys to have worked that way. Yeah, it was more just annoying than uh, like a frustrating stressful. or stressful. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. still have those stresses on your other projects, but the problem is there's somebody waiting. Like there's people waiting. Yes. This time there was nobody waiting. Yes. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. So, you know, obviously we can't do that all the, just like all the time. This like no. no deadline thing, especially with Kickstarter projects. But when we can, I mean, I think let just and, it, and it's funny because the only change is just like our own internal deadlines. It's not like, you know, anything. We're, we're, it's just like when we quote plan to launch or whatever. So I think um, letting ourselves kind of off the hook in that way is like really nice. Um, I mean, I would I would say, though, honestly, it probably because it we didn't have that like pressing stress it probably took quite a bit longer to come out because we weren't like hammering tongs on the supplier mm-hmm. like all the time um but you know but there's it's no probably, harm in it because yeah there's you're no still yeah. you're just putting it out because it's done right like there's yeah. no reason that it's coming out today it's just out because it's done mm-hmm. so that so that's all good but it really has been a long <laughs> a long <laughs> a long time it's kind of crazy it's being sold as a two-pack right Mm-hmm. What's that all about? Why would you, why would you do it that way? Well, a few reasons. I think one of the lessons we took from Panabook is it's really important to try to keep things under a pound. Uh, I think we've mes- mentioned on past shows there's kind of a shipping cost jump when you get above one pound in shipping weight. Um, and so... Originally, we were thinking maybe it would be a three-pack, but a three-pack actually jumps over one pound in weight, so that was eliminated. And so the obvious question is, well, why not just sell them individually? And the reason we don't do that is 
because of our setup and uh, how we have a things fulfilled through a you know a fulfill external fulfillment center, uh, there's a cost associated with every like shipping an individual item, and uh, the cheaper there's like a, a floor to how cheap we can make products basically, mm-hmm. and I don't. I didn't really know if we could get away with selling something for $10 or less. Like it would become kind it would of not, feel not worth it. Yeah. Feel not worth it because you're eating such a big percentage of your margin on just like the shipping handling. fulfillment on the ship. Yeah. The handling aspect of shipping and handling. Because you wouldn't want to add that on. I mean, I don't understand. Like don't, don't people pay extra for shipping or is it that thing where it's like nobody actually really pays for shipping? Yeah. But do you ever want to pay $10 shipping for a $10 product? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you cool. know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So that's the issue, basically, where it's like you, you know, what kind of seems better, like paying six dollars shipping for, you know, a a twenty dollar product where you get two of them or basically six dollars shipping for a ten dollar product that you get one of them Um, just like kind of makes it more attractive and makes more sense for us and makes the margins better and ultimately makes the product a little bit cheaper, uh, uh, you know, for the customer. Um, so it's kind of just like one of those games we have to play to like, like what makes sense, you know, what can we do? And there's kind of all these parameters that we have to work within. But I think for this product, like it, it feels like a two pack feels kind of right. And it, it, it kind of hits the right price for us and it stays under a pound, which is like weirdly essential. Um, so that's, that's why it is. Well, Mike, you have some tote books that we sent you thoughts i do is this the final design uh i don't remember what we sent you i think there's some slight differences i think there's some slight i think like the the uh embossing changed and some of the little bits and bobs changed but i love i absolutely love it like i have been using it a lot when i take because i every now and then i'll like i'll take notes for stuff when i'm watching things like i'll watch movies or tv shows that i need to Mm. take notes for for different shows and my tote book has become the notebook for that because i can very easily open it and leave it open on like when i'm on the couch Mm -hmm. right because it's soft cover and i've always been a fan of soft cover notebooks um because i like the, the like the lay flat kind ofness of them which is just inherent to the fact that you can open them up very easily but my favorite thing about it is the cover texture mm. so what is what is what is this going on here like what is this cover uh i, I technically it's called a leatherette yeah <laughs> which, is, which i guess just means like fake leather mm-hmm. um it's so it's polyurethane um and it's the same it's the same type of cover as the panda book it's not the exact same material this actually is a little bit like thinner and not as uh, i don't know like pillowy as the panda book cover but visually they look very similar and they're they both are like very much in the same ballpark where it's like a soft it kind of, it does i mean it feels kind of like fake you know fake nice leather um and it's got it's gray and it's got kind of like a not marbled but it's got a very subtle texture. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, the the reason this material is made is for, yeah, wrapping, uh, like, books and, and doing things that are supposed to kind of evoke a leather feeling. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, it's like polyurethane. It's like plastic. And I like that the, uh, the, all of the markings kind of came over from the panel book. Um, mm-hmm. That, I'm a big fan of that. But I am, I remain intrigued about the perforated pages. 
<laughs> what is going on with that? Like, why? Did, so, the in case anyone doesn't know, like the panel book has it's like a dot grid, but there are these little line markers to allow you to divide up the pages. And in the tote book, it's slightly different, right? But they're still there. Right? The idea is still there, but you can actually divide it up a little bit differently to the way that the panel book's divided up, just because of the different format of the notebook. Mm-hmm. But it all works mm-hmm. really well. But the last four pages of the uh, tote book have perforations so you can split them into four distinct pieces if you want to mm-hmm. yeah it's actually the last eight pages so you you do have a p- older version of the <laughs> there you go uh, so my yeah. mine says Here's the, the last four so that that's one of the key differences between the prototype that i have in the shipping version yeah. <laughs> I think I think where we arrived at this four, this like quad perforation thing, basically, and just to be clear, so, you know, it's like a perforated page where you could take the whole sheet off, but it's also then perforated in quarters so that you can like take out just a quarter of a page. Um, and the, the reason, or you could like, you could rip it in half and have like a long strip of paper. And... I think when we were talking about that, Dan, I think you just are kind of like, I wonder if we can like perforate this more than just off the page to be able to take off smaller bits of paper. Because I think basically, I think when when we think about like like perforated pages in the back of a notebook and we were you know debating whether we should have them or not, we even debated having them in the panel book. Um, you know, we thought, OK, well, what do people use those for? It's probably for, you know, you want to take a page out and like write something and then give it away or or do something like that or write someone a note or like a piece of scrap paper. And we thought, well, wouldn't it be nice if you could really just take like a little piece of paper off, um, you know, like a little piece of scratch paper, or if you're like writing down directions or a little list. And so that was kind of the idea behind these quad perforations. So, you know, you could, you could rip the whole page in half along the perforation and have a really long strip um, where you could make like a list or something, or if you just need a little corner, you could tear it off. So it's just kind of more flexibility. Um, I don't know. I think it's a fun, it's like an interesting idea. We had to, I think it was a little bit of an oddball for all the printers. They're like, wait, what do you want to do? (laughs) Hang on a second. You're looking to make a completely perforated book. Yes. No, no, no. Just the last few pages. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know, but I like, I mean, I, uh, I like use, like I use it in that way. I like having these like little tiny pieces of paper. Um, it's like useful. So I don't know. I mean, Dan, what not, ha- having like seen it and used it for a while, what do you I mean, like? What do you think about it? Yeah, player? I mean, I, I think it's good. I think it would have been more opinionated or more bolder if we made like the entire notebook like this. Mm-hmm. That would just cause so many problems. Like if you when you're yeah. trying to use it, like if you're not wa- actually wanting your notebook to be completely perforated. yeah, they're like in the way. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, they are like subtle enough to where if you're not, if you, you can just use the last pages and ignore the perforation mm-hmm. and it's fine. Like it's pretty subtle. Uh, but yeah, I was kind of also thinking of it like I was trying to imagine my days back at uh, like in a workplace um, doing design stuff. And it's like, I don't know, maybe people will like tear the whole page out and then and then tear the page into quarters and use those and like uh, kind of like as index cards or something, you know, like if you mm-hmm. need like a stack of a small page, like post-it note type size yeah. to like do something or whatever when you're like designing something or prototyping something so mm-hmm. it just seemed like there are some interesting possibilities there and it didn't 
like I said, it's so kind of subtle that it doesn't really do yeah, harm. Yeah, Mike, I think yours, now I'm like remembering, I think the book you have uh, was like handmade, I'm sure. And I think the perforations are like way more prominent than right, okay. in the final. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. The, in the final, you can see them if you look at the page, but they're not like mm-hmm. knocking you over. And I think yours are like really big. Or I think, they're or they're a little bit something. more. Yeah. It's a little bit. Yeah. Like, you can see it. You can like see it on the yeah, page. Yeah. 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 So it seemed like it, it just. It was worth trying because it seemed kind of like an interesting concept and uh, and we we're hoping that people would find it useful. And it just gives it a little bit of, a, you know, something unique about it. Tell me about the archival sticker as well. Yeah. So that's, again, like we really like. So that was one of the, the driving things with Panobook is like this acknowledgement that some people especially kind of like fussy designer types. <laughs> it certainly applies to me, like really like to kind of hang on to their notebooks and they become oh, these yeah. kind of like tokens on the uh, on your shelf. This was the idea. The idea yeah. was an A5 notebook that went in a sheath. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was yeah, the yeah, original yeah. idea. Yeah, And yeah, I think yeah. I remember we started talking about like, that's too expensive yeah. to do um, and probably tricky. Uh, yeah. So that the panel book got the sheath, and then the tote book has the sticker that you include. Exactly. Yeah. So the sticker is kind of the uh, equivalent of the slipcase for mm-hmm. the panel book, where you can put it on the notebook, and it allows you to write on the spine. Like because of this nice cover uh, material, one side effect is you can't really write on the spine that easily, and so this sticker allows you to do that and you can kind of orient it in a couple different i mean obviously you can stick it on however you want but the way it's designed is you can orient it the long way where it's spanning almost the entire spine so you can have that whole length to write stuff or you can do it the other way where you just have like a little bit of the spine but more of like the front cover and back cover if you want to label it that way so it's kind of flexible in that regard too and it just seemed like a nice way to uh to, to yeah to like catalog uh when you're finished and archive it and have that kind of notebooks lined up neatly on a shelf aesthetic mm-hmm. that we're so fond of <laughs> how many tote books do you have lined up on your shelf now uh now not many because they're all just stre- i have various uh <laughs> prototypes and versions just strewn about everywhere so uh it's kind of the opposite of <laughs> what we're aiming for uh <laughs> But I'll get them. I'll get them lined up soon. One day. This, one this day. is just another product in the studio neat line of stationery. That's it's right. True. It's all happening. Turning it's into a stationery happening. company now. I know. Yeah. It's uh, it's you know, it's nice. I mean, uh, this like you know, it is crazy that this production process took so long. But it is um, it is generally like a nice and safe kind of place <laughs> to make things. It's like very constrained. Which is uh, which could be nice, and so yeah, I mean, I it's fun. I I don't think there's endless ideas that we would like pursue, but maybe there's a couple more that we you know. It's, it's fun actually. Like I'm looking at your pro- your available product line right now. Now stationary items is your most uh, filled category. So you have like yeah. stationary cocktail tools stands for things. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Never thought of it that way. Uh An iPad case, a camera Mm -hmm. mount, and a stylus, right? So, like, they're kind of like the categories. But currently, like, well, before the tote book, you had two cocktail making kits or accessories. uh, And now you have three stationary things. You had two before. 
Yeah, and it's just going to get worse. All the stuff on the horizon is all stationary stuff. So Oh, is it? Yeah, so oh. it's... it's, uh, it's uh, <laughs> Uh-oh, Dan's, Dan's left the call. <laughs> he's, he's done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say what it is. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, it's it's uh good. Uh it's like uh it's it's fun. I mean, I like it's it's nice. I I mean, we've mentioned this before, but it's really nice like having something that uh like that, that you use every day that you like that you, that we make. Yep. So it's really nice to be able to have that in. It's different because as well like I I think some some of your well, except maybe except for the maybe that's changed a little bit more now with the docs, but I think like before this the the products that you make were maybe a little bit more like occasional use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where I guess it's th- with the stationary stuff, like they are intended, they are made to be used every day, right? Like that's kind yeah. of mm-hmm. kind of what you would be going for with them. But really, what we should be talking about is the <laughs> awesome video that Dan made. Uh-huh. <laughs> was, uh huh. It's really nice. So if anyone hasn't seen it, if you go to studioneat.com slash to- uh, well, products slash, product, slash tote book. Tote book. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, just go watch the video. Um, but it's funny because Dan, I mean, he kind of just gave me some vague ideas about like what he was doing. And I think, I guess I saw the script, but then just like one day he just like uh, texted me like the video. Uh, and you know, it's like there's a stop motion style, which is like, I guess our like signature style now, but Dan is like, <laughs> really Dan up is his clearly game. obsessed with it is the reason. <laughs> yeah. well, they're great. <laughs> Uh, but he's really up his game in terms of like the foley like sound effects and like the way the the things move and like t- the animation tweening. It's like really nice. It has gotten to the point where I can't work out how it's done anymore. Mm. I think that's yeah. how good you've got magic. There are a few things like the the way the notebook like lands on the table and like when you're folding it, like you're like folding it to show that it's soft cover. I can't uh-huh. work out how you're doing that anymore, that kind of stuff. Where before, it yeah. was kind of just like, oh, you just move it a little bit. Oh, oh, there must be like, you know, what is it called? Like fish fish in line wire yeah. thing, uh-huh. right? Yeah. But now yeah. it's like, I don't, I can't, I, I have no idea what's going on anymore. I don't know how you're doing it. So bravo to you. Yeah, that's that's when stop motion is at its best, when it when it does look kind of magic and mm-hmm. you can't really figure out how it's done. Yep. I'll tell you how the bending... Uh, Please. <laughs> happened because that was really fun actually i basically had to construct a notebook with uh kind of like an armature built into it uh so it's a i I bought like wire uh off amazon that i think Uh is actually intended for stop motion uh like for if you're building like a character out of clay so it's wire that can bend and then it stays bent (laughs) And then you can unbend it and it kind of just like stays in whatever position. Uh-huh. Uh, so I built, so I built like on the, on the back you of built the, a puppet version of your notebook. Basically. Yeah, no, that's true. It's a puppet notebook. So the, so the back of the notebook is just like a grid of wire, mostly like horizontal strips of wire so that it has like a spine that mm-hmm. I can like bend. Um, and so that was like part A of it. But if you just like imagine if that was the only thing you did, if you're bending it, well, how do you prevent it from just like kind of splaying open whenever you bend it? Yeah. How do you get the pages together? Yeah. So that I uh, I basically like sewed all the pages together with thread. Uh, so I like drilled, 
drilled holes through the notebook and then sewed uh, all the pages together because I couldn't. I was thinking I, maybe I would like glue them or something, no, but they need to work. have they need to have give right, you yeah. know. Um, so I like threaded them through pretty top and not super taut to where they can still uh, they can still flex. <laughs> and then the last step was just like taping the cover to the first page because. Uh, you couldn't drill through the cover because yeah. you would see it. Uh, and that was it. That was it. Huh? So that, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that was fun because it, it took a lot of time to just like, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, but I knew that it would be much better to figure out a way to do this practically and actually have a tote book that I could manipulate rather than my other idea, which is like putting clamps and objects like into the scene and then photoshopping them out mm-hmm. after the mm-hmm. fact uh, like that would be the other way to do it um but i just i didn't have confidence that that would be as clean and, and work as nicely and it would be kind of like frustrating that to, like, feels kind incredibly of... cumbersome to, to remove from all of those images does well like, but not... dan does a lot of photoshop work <laughs> oh. i've done it before like the the mark one video where the pen is like writing by itself like mm-hmm. that's frame by frame photoshopping uh really? to remove I've, yeah. I've never always i've always wondered how that was done but never thought to ask you yep that's yeah <laughs> it was like why there was like wiring that was holding the pen up for every frame and so i had to photoshop that out of every frame a lot of clone brushing uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was that that to me is like really fun where it's like you have this problem and it's like fun to solve it because it feels like you're building something that is like kind of magic because no one is going to see how you did that. They're only going to see the end result. Uh, so that's that's a fun process for me. Yeah, I, it's so funny to me. I feel like stop motion is 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 a, it can be really a metaphor for like the design process or like good design because, you know, those videos, if you like look at them, they're really like simple what's happening. Mm-hmm. But the... Dan is just getting like more and more involved in the details, right? It's like all the like work he's doing with the sound makes a huge difference. There are are a bunch of things in this that are like nice to have. Like even for example, like when you're showing the differences between the panel book and the tote book, and you leave the ring binding on, which Mm -hmm. doesn't actually exist, Uh right? Like you actually didn't need to do that part, right? But like it's like it, but it looks nicer when you do it that way. It's clever. It's more clever. Right, but uh, it did kind of make me want to bring that version of that size, but like we can talk about that another time. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it, it is getting, it is, well, I think it's very clearly past that point, as Tom was saying, where it's like th- there's stuff going on in these videos now that it's just, it's like flair. Well, it's not exactly, it's, it, it like contributes to building a world. Of I'm not like, saying it's pointless, but like it, it's yeah, like yeah. the way that things are done are that being, like, for example, you maybe didn't need to also have the book raising off the tables in the way that you did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, But it looks way nicer to do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's cool. I mean, I think it's fits. I think it just fits the brand so well because Mm -hmm. like stop motion is a a place where you can be like, make something look cool and fancy um, and like expensive kind of. But it also is kind of self-effacing because it always looks a little bit like childish or friendly or approachable or like whimsical. And so it's just great. Like we it could has go character. It like it makes the notebook feel like a living thing. Yeah. And like you could it, yeah, I think character is a good word. And we could spend like 
you could we could spend a million dollars on the budget of a stop motion video and it still feels personable right mm-hmm. like so um i think it's like just a really nice it like fits with the brand really well and i think it's just like really so i'm like i'm really happy that we that dan uh singular singularly <laughs> i'm so happy about what we achieved here yeah. <laughs> as a company he's like finding his way like you know he we had to buy some like tools to like enable not that they were that expensive but to like enable this kind of better and i'm yeah i'm just glad that that happened it's it's cool it makes me do you ever think that this was going to be your job then <laughs> is this the thing that you ever imagined for yourself uh i kind of willed it to happen um, <laughs> Fair because enough. in in college and uh and early days of kind of graduate school uh this type of thing is what i wanted to do like i wanted to make mm. videos and be a filmmaker and do like visual effects and these type of things um i even like did some short or some uh, stop motion movies for a project in uh in college uh and so uh this is like always something that i've loved doing so i'm super happy that we've found a way to justify it basically and it like it's actually a valuable asset for our company uh, i think it's extremely valuable yeah, yeah i think it's like yeah. yeah it's nice we don't have to outsource this bit so yeah i really like doing it it's funny it's so uh like these videos generally take a few days to shoot hmm. and so i feel like i'm just like holding my breath whenever i'm in my office because you you don't want to like disturb the scene. Uh, <laughs> I think something that has become uh, clearly that you had to work very, 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 very hard at is maintaining the light. Yeah, well, that is. Uh, there's a couple things. One, I have like a blackout curtain mm-hmm. uh, for my window, and then you know I have like external lights, uh, so that stays pretty in control. I used to only shoot at night because I was like worried about ambient light creeping in through the curtain uh but i didn't do that for this one and it it actually doesn't matter like it's controlled enough i've noticed like a a slight change in like as i'm looking at some of your videos now where like so the the panel one of the panel book ones which you it's like your hands in it and stuff like it wasn't the kickstarter Mm -hmm. video it's like the product video like that Mm -hmm. one is leaning Mm -hmm. i think a little bit more into like the wonkiness the inherent wonkiness of like this kind of format Right, yeah. where, where things are jiggling more, right? Like you're kind of like leaning into it, where this one doesn't have so much of that. And I think it's probably it, because you've gotten better. So you don't yeah, need to well, lean into it as much. Gotten better, but also better tools. So that piano yep. book was the last video, the last so much video I made that didn't have the aid of the Dragon Frame software. And a Dragon Frame is like everything because okay. it allows you to actually like see what you're doing in real time and preview it and do like the onion skinning and all that. So what's onion skinning? Onion skinning is like when you see a uh, ghost, a, oh. a shadow of the previous frame. So, so that's you can how you like make sure it's lined up. up. Exactly. Or right, see, okay. or if you want to move it a little bit, you want to make sure it's moved exactly an inch. Like you can see the previous frame and compare it against it really easily. Uh, all previous stop motion videos I made, the simple syrup kit was another one was just basically completely winging it. Like I would just take a picture, move it a little, <laughs> take a picture, move it a little, and just be like guessing what what would work. Uh-huh. Um, and you can get pretty far doing that. Sure. Like it doesn't have to be perfect and the wonkiness is charming. Um, but once you have the, the tool to kind of preview and see what you're doing as you go, then 
that's when it jumps up a level and that's when you can actually do like easing and have smooth transitions and and shoot it over you know a period of days and have things look consistent like that's all you need you know you need the tools to be able to do that and then like the d flicker thing you use at the end to like uh-huh. help with uh evening out exposures because like even if you like lock settings on your camera and you take a bunch of pictures they'll be slightly differently exposed just because Mm -hmm. of the way things are um and so it like helps normalize so yeah there's definitely been some software tools that help us along for sure that helps dan along (laughs) but uh but yeah i mean to me the i don't know if dan used the term easing which is like an animation term which means like if you think about something moving across a screen you know, you could think of it in a linear way where it like moves from point A to point B and like every frame it moves the same amount. But with easing, things kind of accelerate and decelerate. And that's a really difficult thing to do if you're just winging it freehand like Dan used to do. But with the dragon dragon frame thing, you can actually set up those kind of, um, you can set up those animation curves, the easing, so that you can, it gives you a guide of like, okay, now you can like decelerate. And so you only move it this small amount. And that really, it makes things feel like, uh, like there's gravity, like there's like real world physics going on. And so it makes a humongous difference. Another example is if you watch the transition from the Pano book to the tote book at the beginning of the video, Mm -hmm. like does a little bit of a bounce, like it kind of overshoots and then kind of bounces back when it pops Uh, yeah and that type of thing uh like would be really difficult to do just by winging it like i actually just to do that i made like a guide animation where in after effects i just like animated a rectangle like doing that that animation with including the little bounce uh and then i like use that as a guide when i was taking the pictures and photoshopping it and stuff so that like that sort of thing you you need the the software to do that very impressive video thank you mike and a shout out to uh adam lissagor as always for mm-hmm. doing the voiceover for us <laughs> it's just a fun little like theme at this point which i think has stopped really making is. sense as to how it continues to occur but it's really nice well it's been a day de- it's almost been a decade wow. i mean yeah he, yeah he like yeah it's yeah we have a long uh long-term relationship i remember it's funny when we were first it was before we even launched the glyph kickstarter and we were putting the video together for the glyph and there was a moment in it we when we wanted to show uh like face like use hands-free facetime where you're using the glyph to prop up your phone to do facetime and this is you know this is almost 10 years ago this is like right when sandwich video is kind of like getting started like i think they uh they had like just done the square video or something uh so this is like super early um but he was kind of known in the like nerdy apple community so we just sent him an email and we're like hey we think it'd be really funny as an Easter egg, if like you're the person in the FaceTime video in this like brief three second uh, shot, and he was like super on board and super nice and super excited about the glyph, um, and so that uh, that felt really good and it was cool that he was willing to do that. And then just ever since, he's been like super generous with his time and just like helping us out whenever we need it. Because I don't, I think the voiceover matters a lot. Like I would not want my voice in this video uh i think he just his voice is like a perfect pairing for the the friendliness and the tone that we're trying to 
uh, get across in these videos. So I'm super happy that he continues to do that for us. I'm watching this Glyph video. It's kind of <laughs> hilarious now. Like, yeah. it, the funny part of it is like, <laughs> you guys just feel like this thing does literally everything. <laughs> if you can think of it, the Glyph can do it. Uh, like FaceTime, KitchenAid, Alarm Clock. I like Antenna Guard. That's very clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was very app- a very yeah. Apple joke. Uh-huh. By the way, all of these videos, if you go to like our Vimeo uh, page, this has like all the videos we've mm-hmm. ever made if you ever like want to look on our thing. But yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. So where can people get the tote <laughs> book? Ones. Where can they get the tote book? On our website. From our website, studioneat.com slash products slash tote book. <laughs> yeah, if yep. you just go to there, it's in the menu and mm-hmm. you're home free. Yeah, and this is, uh, this is so refreshing as compared to uh, the material doc and other things in that we actually have them in the warehouse. So if you just buy it, you'll get it. Uh, and with that said, I think that actually the the international ones might be a few days behind. Oh, uh, no, here we go. I know. Well, no, there, it starts. They're, this already, is how it they're starts. already on the way. Are they're they delivered. No, are they they're through customs. They're through customs. <laughs> yeah. They're through customs. Yeah. customs. They will have arrived before the episode goes out, in theory, he says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, so, but that's like, that feels good. And that was that was something that we were, it's like, we don't have a deadline we really need to wait until these are like in the warehouse. Like it'll feel so good to just be like shipping now instead of what we sometimes have to do because of our own foolish ways is like mm-hmm. shipping in three weeks or whatever. So this is, this is nice. This is how it should be done. <laughs> Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. Find out more about this episode and the tote book at relay.fm slash tc slash 51.